Hey, welcome back to Experts of Nothing Podcast. I'm Bruce. I'm joined by my co-host. This is Brian. This is Jerry, G-Man. This is Willie. And we come to y'all today on this nice Saturday afternoon, trying to get it cracking again. Uh, gents, what's good? What's going on? Nothing much, Yeah, man. Jerry, what's good, man? Nothing much, man. Just enjoying the weather, finally. Finally. All right. Well, we was, what's good with you, bro? Same shit, different day, bro. Same shit, different day. Same toilet? Mm-hmm. Clean. <laughs> <laughs> so, if some of y'all don't know, me and Brian, basically, from B&B, we just basically added on our two cohorts, our two uh, partners in crimes mm-hmm. to add just a, a, a roundtable discussion. Yeah, a little expansion. Exactly. On the B&B fam. You know, just to give you a little bit more opinions, I know it's just four, four strong black gentlemen sitting here, you know, giving our opinions on different topics. That's what we experts of nothing. That we're not experts of. I'm sorry, exactly. I to cut you off. If you want to sit up here, we made make sure we're experts of nothing. So if y'all agree with us, cool. If you don't, cool. cool. So you get mad, cool. cool. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, like, yo, what y'all want to do? Like, yo, what y'all talk about today, man? I believe the first topic we were going to discuss was black businesses. What specifically about black businesses? Well, specifically, what is your opinion on black businesses? This one. You know, I love to support the people. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. But I'm always let down either by the the product or the customer service and or the, just the, inter, the entirety of the whole experience. No, no, hold, hold on, brother. I just want just to stop you right there for a second. Mm-hmm. Are you sure you wanted to go with always disappointed? Okay. More times than not disappointed. <laughs> okay. Let's be fair. I was trying to help you out right there. I was, okay, trying, I was trying to help you out. Thank you. I don't need a hate mail. <laughs> <laughs> uh, excuse me. I'd like to chime in on that. Who are you? Uh, uh, I'm Willie. Uh, so, just to touch on uh, Jerry, um, Jerry's uh, statement. Um, personally, from my personal experience, I'd like to... Uh, I'd like to say that uh, basically, um, from my experience, is that I like to deal with I like quality work. Um, of course. So, so the people that I like to deal with, especially dealing with uh, um, uh, black businesses, um, they I like to see their work to check their quality over anything. So, I'm willing to pay a little more as long as the quality is there. Um, I'm looking for uh, products that's gonna last. Uh, in my case, I recently had a deck built by I uh, had price um, by a Caucasian man and a black man. Um, I went with the black man. Now um, he was a friend of mine, but I did pay a little, little bit more. But the quality of the work and the craftsmanship is what sent me over the edge. So are you? Were you impressed? Were you satisfied? Are you satisfied with the um, end product? Um, I'm ecstatic. 
because um, he did extra, a little bit extra of uh, details that I didn't even um, calculate for. But you paid more. You paid more for quality. Okay. See, okay, I, okay, I, I want to chime in on, on this one. And you are? And, and, and you know, everybody <laughs> know me. I'm Bruce. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I think... I think we need to hold ourselves and black businesses accountable because one, I think too many black people look for other black people. The first thing they look for is the hookup. Mm-hmm. Okay. You don't always, you don't do that for someone who don't look like you. Um, you will pay extra money. Some, some of us would pay extra money and don't even challenge uh, someone who don't look like us, but we'll go and challenge and expect uh, us to do premium work for beer money. At the same time, black business, you need to deliver on expectations on what's being asked and what you're promising. There's too many black businesses are depending on where you at. Because there are a lot of great black businesses out here that are doing their thing and I want to shout out Crab Bay and you know what I'm saying? My seafood dude that's in Maplewood and, and, and in and in Kenilworth. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Deliver. When he first opened up, first went there, you know what I'm saying? Service was lacking. On in my experience. I went there, put an order in, took almost two hours for me to get the order. Now he recognized the issue, he hired more staff. Now you're getting just your your order in like twenty minutes, twenty five minutes. So I applaud and the reason why I shouted him out because I've I seen the progression from him opening to him expanding to a second location and him identifying where he was lacking. So, you know, I, I just think sometimes we we expect more than what we expect from others when we you know turn up here trying to do business with black with, with black folks. I mean don't get me wrong. Most people, I mean, most black businesses or black-owned businesses, I'm not going to want to get the hookup or get the best price or whatever. It's just a business. But, you know, you want to support, you know, you want to support the, the brother, especially if, you know, you're sharing the same melatonin, you know, like, you're going to do that because you're trying to help him out because it's easy to hire, you know, quote-unquote, the man to do the job so I don't mind supporting my thing is like you brought up how many how many chances were you going to give that establishment to shape up their act you asking me yes well I don't first and foremost my first rule with them is I beg no one to take my money I'm just mm -hmm. I get that so I'm going to give you a shot and depends on the, the quality, the professionalism, the service you're providing, it's going to determine whether or not you get a, a second go around. Now, it also can be where you're looking and how you're getting your black-owned business referrals or whatever it is. Maybe you're not, you know, stop looking for the hood dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the hood and, prices and, and exactly and go to license and go to licensed professionals okay that that do provide very good quality service i don't want to shit on all black businesses but there are a lot of black businesses black owned businesses 
that want you to understand when they had their shortcomings, but they want their money. So that is the pro and cons. But let's separate this conversation into pros and then cons of dealing with black business. Okay. So what is, which one y'all want to go first, pro or con? Con. The uh, cons. Okay. Um, a lot of uh, Willie. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of black businesses um want you to understand when they're uh, short staffed. There's a delay. Uh, if you if you are working on a project and you say you'll have it done by a week, and things happen, I understand, but you start getting into the whole, well, I'm short-staffed or uh, need more material. Now, the date turns into two weeks. Um, That's a problem for me Um, because in my uh, experiences, I don't believe in um, I should have to wait. If you tell me this is the date, um, this is the expectation, then that's the date I'm expecting it to be finished. Things happen, I understand, but, you know, please be a, a man of your word. What's up? Brian, how you feel about it? <laughs> I was saying, Brian, yeah, you don't, you don't. Well, I'm obviously, obviously, all, for, all for supporting black businesses. I, I encourage people to do so. But at the same time, the said business has to be worthy of your support as the other brothers were, were, were previously saying. Um, I have to admit, I'm probably one of the few people that haven't had any bad experiences with the black businesses that I've done as far as like you know things being done at the home. But I do hear a lot of the horror stories and um, to what you were saying, Bruce, is I guess that um, we have to hold our black businesses to a, a high level of standard. <clears throat> because because I would see it said black business and my first reaction is to go, oh, let me go give them a shot. But with me, I'm, I'm a little quick. You're getting you're getting the one shot. If I go contract your business, hire your business, and the job isn't lived, isn't brought up to the expectation that you sold me on, then like you're done. I'm not using you anymore. I'm not passing the word on to other people about your business. And also, that's not just black business. That's what any business I deal with. You know, if you're not if you don't live up to the level of standard that you sold me or the level of happiness I'm going to have that you sold me on, then then you're done. Um, but yes, I do think that black people need to be supported. Um, don't need to be given a chance because a lot of us haven't had businesses for the last hundred years, two hundred years. You were the business. Hmm. Black people were the business. Well, yeah, yeah, we were the business. But I'm saying so. It is once you open your own business, it is a, a learning curve to it. Because, I mean, unless it's something you've been doing for a long time, you're not going to have everything figured out initially from the door. You're going to have your, your road, roadblocks. You're going to stumble a little bit. And I'm sure the businesses hope that people would give you that little bit of latitude, you know what I'm saying, to, to, to make it right. But like you said, for the example you gave, where you had somebody come in and they said they do it in a week, and then wanted to be in two weeks. Okay, but at the end of the two weeks, I need to be 100% satisfied. That work needs to be stellar, like gold-plated. Like, don't take the two weeks or three weeks longer than you said it was going to be, and I'm looking at it, and it's a half-assed job. Or I see things aren't fully complete, or things aren't finished the way they're supposed to be finished. 
you know, that turned me off. And I'd be like, ah. And unfortunately, I think a lot of people have experienced that. And why a lot of people within their own community wind up turning up their nose to to black-owned businesses. Well, I think part of that is also generational knowledge passed down. As a black race, we don't support each other. Mm -hmm. You know, we're the only race that that let's keep it 100 hate on each other mm-hmm. the, you know if, if if I know of a location that's going on and stuff like that that's happening you know there's well I ain't gonna say me because I will pass that information on but there's a lot of us who don't want to see the next one succeed so when you have the business or something going on and first thing that comes out is oh this motherfucker think he made it this, oh he think he doing mm-hmm. something and I think that stigma needs to break. So, but also, as you talk about the cons of black business, one of my cons with black business is black owners need to understand that it, it is a business. And you need to separate the homeboy network from business. We'll go through and we want to put everybody on, but everybody may not have the same passion that you have for your business. And that's what brings your business down. Mm-hmm. So you create negative interactions by that setup. Also, a lot of startup black-owned business don't understand the business aspect of the business, which also create negative interactions, which also you know have things where you know they get bad publicity and stuff going on. They don't take it as serious as they should be. They just wanted the fact that yo. They want to rely on the homeboy network or, or sister girl network. But no, you, you're right though because just because you know in and out thoroughly how to do something for the pride in terms of talking about carpentry or talking about home remodeling, whatever, the work aspect of it, you might know to a T. But then also you have to learn the business aspect of it because it's not just about, oh, I'm nice with remodeling kitchens, let me go start my own business. Well, well there's more to it than that. Mm-hmm. You have to learn the art of the business you're in as far as overhead payroll you know make sure you're keeping your appointments make sure you don't overbook yourself so the current customers are getting slighted because you took on too many you know I think a lot of times these are, these are things that people don't necessarily think about when they're going into it they just figure I'm really good at doing this you know instead of working for somebody and giving him all my expertise I'm going to do it for myself you know I'm going to be devil's advocate on this subject. Maybe because I've had multiple... This is G-Man, by the way. I had multiple situations where trying to support my brother and sister. And I'm just like, really? This is why I go elsewhere. And I'm talking about car, car, you know, car washes. I'm talking about chicken spots. You know, Southern, you know, what you think, you know, we got in the bag. Get out the hood, bro. I, I, I'm not in the hood. That, that's the point. I, I thought I, I thought I was. I thought Sound like you in the hood. Sound like you in the hood, bro. Oh, look. I, I'm sorry. I know what, I grew up in the hood. So now that I'm out of the hood, you know, I don't know where I'm at. I'm, I'm next to the hood, put it that way. But where I'm at is, you know, this ain't hood around here. It's all right. So when I order some chicken from a spot that, Hood spot. No, no, no. This ain't a hood. 
Yeah, Santa hood spot. What's you the know? name of the joint? Crowns. No, no. I mean, well, Crowns has hood good spot. chicken. Hood joint. Hood, hood spot. Hood no, joint. No, but it's not Crowns. Jersey fried chicken? No. Kennedy hood fried chicken. Kennedy fried chicken. Hood spot. If you want MLK Drive, no, no, hood spot. Well, any MLK is hood. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is right across from the city hall. Hood spot. Hood spot. Uh, the- <laughs> <laughs> Definitely a hood spot. Definitely a hood spot. All right, well, when you call in and say, can I order some of your chicken? And first of all, it costs like $18 for some chicken and some, you know, mac and cheese. It's like, dude, this thing better be good. How many, pieces, how many pieces of chicken like do you get? Three pieces of chicken. Three pieces of chicken for $18. Exactly. Now, and now you know what I'm talking about. So you're thinking this is going to be good. How big is the mac and cheese? I don't give a damn how big that is. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to pay $18 for three pieces of chicken. Three yeah. pieces of chicken. You know, you think you're getting something nice. a chicken nice. spot. If you're in a restaurant, it's a different story. But if you're in a chicken spot. Like a soul food spot. Well, first and foremost. Oh, see, see, this is first and foremost. That's not like a restaurant. Your first mistake was you went to a chicken spot. Well, a soul food for spot. For mac and cheese. Soul food spot. Let me, let me okay. correct myself. Okay. Soul food spot. Okay. Let me try it out, you know. And it wasn't all that, you know. First of all, it was too much money for three pieces of chicken. And um, also ordered, like, smothered pork chops. And it was like two pork chops. Hey, you know. Wait, 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 wait. So you got... Three pieces of chicken. Mm-hmm. So, you, so you got chicken, pork chops, mm-hmm. mac and cheese, smothered pork chops, mm-hmm. mac and cheese. Yep. What else you got? Some greens. Some, some greens in there. Um, some yams. Wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute. How the, how the fuck are you complaining about the price? You just exactly. got food. $18 for all that? No, no. $18 exactly. for one. One meal which had the chicken with the two sides and then the other meal was another... Seventeen, eighteen dollars. It was like thirty-six dollars, forty bucks for two meals. You got cornbread with that? No. Biscuits? No. White bread? No. Can't get no biscuits. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> now, now you, now you understand. I was like, come drink? on. Drink? Got a drink? No drink. Sweet iced tea? None. Wait. So you got three pieces of chicken, dark meat or white? <laughs> <laughs> hey, because you know they charge extra for white meat. Was it, the, was it the baked mac and cheese or the mac and cheese out the box? You know, at this point, it that was matters. probably baked. That matters. It was probably baked, but it was a small portion. You pay for the baked mac and cheese, though. I need to eat. I was just disappointed. I was like, I'm not going to supply it. And this is a chain. They got, like, multiple locations. Stop going. In the hood. In the hood. Stop, stop going to Golden Crust. <laughs> <laughs> See, if I can remember this location, I would call but, but it but out. Now, how, how was the service? Okay. Because I'm saying, based on palates, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, somebody else might have had a more enjoyable culinary experience at the spot than you did. Like, was, was the place clean? Well, you was, know. Was, was it good service? Was it quick? Were they nice? Were they attentive? Well, given the, the, the time we live in, it was pickup only. All right. But the dude, when you made the order, it was music blasting in the background. Like, oh, yeah, we got you. You know, I show up late because, you know, I'm always on CP, you know, I'm always on that time frame. Um, I get there and the dude's like, there's a sign on the door that says, knock on the door hard. 
so we can hear you. You in the hood spot, bro. You definitely in the hood you spot. You are in the hood spot, bitch. You're definitely in the hood spot, bro. <laughs> bro, you are in the hood spot. You know what? We're telling you to knock on the door hard because exactly. we too. I'm about we, to we got the music off. bumping yeah, in the back. The music bumping. Yeah, I'm going to cut you off. Well, I know you're in the hood location. spot. That's I know you're in the hood spot. That's the soulful spot. There's another soulful spot down here that was pretty good. Manners, my mamas, something like that. Don't don't you talking about my mama? Oh, well, you know, <laughs> at least they were better, but it still took forever. Like, what is it about going to these quote unquote black food establishment that you wait forever for these? Well, places? a lot of these soul food spots where they cook in the order. Exactly, it's they, not pre-made they take food. time to make. So whenever you make them smell the pork chops, they're gonna and make them pork chops. And what does it matter? You come late anyway. Well. Like stuff like baked mac and cheese and rice, that might be pre-ordered, but well, the, the protein, whatever, exactly. they're usually cooking the order. Just mm-hmm. like when you go to the Jamaican spot. It takes a little longer because they're cooking that food to oh, order. Unless you, go, unless you go to Golden Crust. No. <laughs> <laughs> Golden right. Crust does have good baked mac and cheese. Golden Crust is commercial. Jamaican? I've been to Golden Crust. PBA? Jamaican should not make baked mac and cheese. Well... Yeah, it's so not. much bacon should make big mac and cheese. Big Anybody mac and cheese. can make back and You ever had jerk cheese, big mac and cheese? No. Shit is slamming. Never had it, but Shit I would slamming. love to Shit have is slamming, bro. Jamaicans should not make big mac and cheese. It's not their thing. No, I, I agree. I'm sorry. No, I, I don't sorry, agree. I, I disagree offense. with that statement. Because I'm, I'm Caribbean. <laughs> and well, yes, this is Willie. Well, I, said, well, I, said, I, have, I have Caribbean ties, put it like that. I make a banging big mac and cheese. Listen. I've been I make to, three kinds of big mac and cheese. I don't mean to cut you off, Jerry, but I've been to Jamaican spots, mm-hmm. and I don't mean to get off topic about different restaurants and stuff like that, but it's still black business. Yes. Where they mac and cheese, baked mac and cheese, was bulk noodles with a slice of American cheese oh, on nah, top. Oh, melted. That's definitely it was a hood, hood spot. spot. That's that was not a hood spot. That was definitely a hood spot. All Jamaican spots are in a hood spot, first and foremost. Let's Let's keep it 100. No, you know what I mean? Name a Jamaican spot that's not in the hood. Caribbean Breeze in Menlo. Caribbean Breeze? What is that? That's a chain <laughs> restaurant. That's a restaurant. We're talking about, we're talking about the, 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 the Jamaican spot. Jamaican spot. You pull up, the flag in the window. Exactly. They might be smoking you know a little weed in the back. They, they ain't really no seating area. It's just like a waiting area. Where's Caribbean Breeze? They got all the Caribbean sodas in the, in the, in the refrigerator. <laughs> The, I mean, the champagne cola. Oh yeah, you know what I'm saying. Well, they always look at me funny because I'm light skinned. But first of all, this light skinned Jamaicans, all right? They mm-hmm. mm-hmm. funny because you're light skinned. I'm always last to in, order. Any, anyway, let's get anyway. back on time. First of all, who's going to a Jamaican spot? Who's going to Jamaican spot? Big mac and cheese. Not I. Uh, who has Bruce. ever said I got a craving for uh, big mac and cheese? Let me hit up the Jamaican spot. Well, Bruce. It, it, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to move some curry chicken, some curry goat, some oxtail. I'm going to the Jamaican spot. This is Willie. Um, I came over there for uh, jerk chicken wings. And while in the process, I seen they had mac and cheese. So I said, oh, you know, let, me, let me give it a try. Turns out, shit was good. You don't know good mac and cheese. Oh, I know good. You don't baked know good mac, and mac and cheese. You do not know good baked mac and cheese. But not the, uh, back to the topic uh, mm-hmm. at hand. So another con, like I said, my biggest con is time. Um, you're... you're Overpromise, underdeliver. Uh, I deal with motorcycles, as you know. Um, had a motorcycle, took it to the shop to have it polished. Uh, well, you can do it yourself. No, um, this is before I started messing around with that stuff. Okay. Uh, so took it to a guy. Um, said he'll have it done in two weeks. Whole bike, polished, head to toe. Um, 
gets around, starts doing it. Now, I don't, I'm not big on um, checking in and all that stuff. I just show up. You said two weeks, I'm there. Two weeks, that Friday, I'm here. What's good? Um, he's like, well, you know, I had problems at home, this and that. He gave me the okie doke. Then, when I get the bite, so, you know, I'm all right, all right. So, then, start getting the bike back together. The plastic broke. He broke a piece of the plastic off the bike. Broke um, a foot peg. So, he dropped so, that shit. So, now I'm looking at dude like, yo, you, you know I'm not paying for this, right? And he like, but, you know what I'm saying, I did the work. So, <laughs> you, the bike ain't come in the condition that it left in. So, um, not for nothing, but, you know, you got to be, uh, if you're going to deal with black businesses or any businesses of that, um, my thing is time and be a person of your work. That's, that's my big key takeaway from the whole experiences. And also 10 of this. Cause like I said, you said, you know, you didn't go, you weren't good with following up with him. So he told you two weeks, you came back in two weeks. And then he hit you with the, he had family issues, whatever. You couldn't have called me at any point in time and said, hey, look, man, this just came up with my family, so it's going to be an extra couple of days I'm going to need to finish your bike. You might be more. Do any businesses call and say that? Just, no. just throwing yes. it out Good ones do. Yes. Yeah. yes. Good ones do. Yes, some do. I'm not going to say all of them. If they're not going to meet the I deadline, bet. the good ones, yeah, we'll call and say, hey, look, this came up, or this part's on back order, <clears> or, or, you know, something, over the legitimate reason of why. It's not going to be done on the day they told it's going to be done. They should yes. call you and let you know. Mm-hmm. I've experienced that too. Be- because if, just like what happens, if you show up when they said it's supposed to be done and it ain't done, now you got to, you know, upset customer. Okay. So what are the pros in dealing with black business? Hmm. I mean, the brother made hookup. <laughs> <laughs> um, again, um, the pros, some of the pros, um, because they are uh, our complexion, black, um, they'll go above and beyond to show the quality of their work. Um, they want you to, <clears throat> they want the customer to be wild. Uh, I know from my experience, like I said, having my deck built, um, he told me he wanted me to have that wow factor. Um, Keep going. Keep uh, going. Just that wow factor, just to see that, uh, you know, um, his work, his craftsmanship, and how his work, and how his work ethic. Um, so, <clears throat> um, that's just from one experience that I had. Uh, like I said, most of the time I deal with uh, black businesses and stuff, they all want you to have that wow factor just so you can come back and say, or you can tell your friend and say how great the job was or uh how great if you go to a restaurant how great the food was that's just uh my my take and my experiences i think all businesses want that i think like the pros of a, of a good black business um one of the main pros is that you have a good black business people support the good black business that black business it sets a standard where that more black business will have the opportunity to open up and more people will continue to support the black businesses once black businesses start getting a reputation of being able to stand strong against 
the other traditional places you might go to for that said business. Which is why supporting the black business is important. It's just, you know, the business has to be worthy of your support. Because I mean, it just further improves the community. I mean, it's always good to help anybody business-wise. Because if you're not, if you're in the minority, period, there's the establishment, the status quo is to make, is, is for you to be the worker, not the person you're working for. So... You support them generally, like you said, where the business is worth their support. Like, but also when it's not good, man, you gotta let them know. Like this is trash in here, man. We about to rate you down. Excuse me, uh, huh? <laughs> this is Willie again. How do you know if the business is good if you're not trying? You gotta try them out. You gotta use, you know, the ratings. You know. The technology of the time to let you know. Word of mouth is always good. Go firsthand. <clears throat> if I'm looking for something in particular and I see there's a black business offering the services I'm looking for, I'll give them a shot. At least come in, have them do the, uh, what is it, do the appraisal? What is it? When have somebody come in? Estimate. estimate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Come and give you an estimate, feel the person out, see how they are. If they're knowledgeable, you ask them questions. See how receptive they are, good bedside manner, so to speak, and give them a shot. I, I have no problem with giving them a shot because I want it to be successful. Because if you are good, then I'm want to I want to continue to keep fucking with you. Mm-hmm. I'm mad when I have to say again, these motherfuckers just didn't live up to my expectations, and now you know I gotta go find somebody else. One of the pros for me for for supporting black businesses. My personal opinion, I think black people always look for somebody else to fund their agenda. And what I mean by fund their agenda is we want to be accepted by that man instead of this man. And what I mean by that man is the white man compared to the black man. We need to get into the habit of recycling the black dollar. By recycling the black dollar, whatever issues that comes within the black community gets addressed because of the fact that the people over here that we continue to put our blind faith in and trust in to make changes will start seeing that if you stop the dollar and just circle it amongst ourselves, our voices are are to be heard instead of every four years for an election. And I understand people want to go, well, you know, we, we passed this and we passed that, but we're not. It's <clears throat> it's the same thing. It's just dressed up differently and presented different. Or it's repackaged and rebranded. Mm-hmm. Through all through everything that goes on, everything is still the same. The only how you gonna ever make a change is if you stop the dollar. You look at in sports, the Washington football team. They thought the name Redskins was, you know, I'm saying was derogatory, even though they've been named the Redskins since almost the inception of the team. The owner refused to change the name until the sponsors stopped the dollar. Once he stopped the dollar, hey, you know what? You're right. I see the error of my ways, and, you know, we're no longer the Redskins. We're now the Washington football team. Mm-hmm. The same thing with every other 
agenda that get pushed out there. Unless you have your own funding or proper funding to push your agenda without help from others or minimum help from others, you're not going to get anywhere. It's just going to be words in the air that just evaporate over time. So that is, to me, the importance of recycling the black dollar and supporting the black business. Something that needs to be done. I know it's easy to do. But like I said, you have to have enough quality black businesses for you to want to recycle your dollar into. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, right now, there's a stigma that a lot of black businesses don't hold up to, quote-unquote, the industry standard of what people expect from a said business when they go to fuck with them. Now, is it that stigma, is that more of hood community businesses? Or that's just overall I think that's black? black community business. I think overall... Because usually if you're going to the hood to do business, you kind of know what you're, what you're in for. Because a lot, a lot of people are going to the hood because they don't want to pay the industry, industry standard dollar. Mm-hmm. So they're going into the hood because work going to get it done a little quicker. It's going to get done a little cheaper. You know what I'm saying? Um, some people might have the might not have the legitimate qualifications, so, they, so rightfully they can't charge as much as somebody would like a, like I said, even doing work in your home. Now, a licensed contractor went through the process of getting his license. It's now official and it's on paper. He knows he can charge a certain price because I got my paperwork. I'm of quality. Charge a certain price. Somebody that doesn't have all that but can still do the work can be prone to charge you a little cheaper. And that's his that's his compensation to make you look past the fact that he's not a licensed contractor. It's like, yo, look, I can do the same work he can do. I can get it done faster and cheaper than this dude over here is going to charge your arm and leg for the same work I'm going to charge you for, for just an arm. But I think some people look at black-owned businesses as, as, as those unlicensed contractors. And, and I said the stigma comes from that. Exactly. Not, you know, on exactly. the same level. So, also, there's a lot of us, black folks, look at black businesses and don't the stigma is they don't do as what you said previous Willie as good a quality of work <coughs> you can have a, a a lot of black people will have a, a black guy come in and I'm Willie I'm going to use your deck as an example because you brought it up they have their deck built and this black contractor come in and give you a price of let's say $5,000 and he can basically go get the same material from the same place as this white guy. But the white guy come there and go, hey, I can get this done for you for 7500 There's a lot of people who sit up here and go, all right, that black guy ain't going to do as good a quality as work because this white guy just said it's cost 7500 and he only wouldn't charge me six. So he's going to cut corn in some way. And and you're gonna go <laughs> it's gonna go that route. That's a stigma. That's what I'm talking about. The exactly. Stigma. That's right. So so you know what? Black business owners show up in some of these people's houses in white face. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. Show up in white face. Defeats the whole purpose. Show up in no. Do not no. show up in white face. <laughs> do not show this, I'm just that was is, that was just a joke. Oh. I was just joking. <laughs> this, this is Willie talking. Um. I say, sometimes it's all about the presentation. Um, 
I'm sorry. I I, I got to no, stop. It's, it's not about, it's not. Because if you're coming through, I think when we start looking for certain things more than what the business is, we're looking for excuses. We're looking yeah. for reasons why to justify the decisions that we want to make. Let's just keep it, let's call it spade well, a spade. Yeah. Keep it down the middle and go, hey, look, it's, it's, it's just like if you saw a woman and you got to put a... I'm not even going to say it. No, let's, um, you saw a woman. And you got to put a bunch of adjectives in front of her just to, just to say that she's beautiful besides just saying she's beautiful. She's not beautiful. You just justifying the fact that in your mind, you believe she's beautiful. <clears throat> or should this person may be attractive? I disagree with that. Okay, that's um, fine. My, my thing is, um, on the woman technique, um, God. Your 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 uh, analogy, or your your take of a beautiful woman might not be my taste of a beautiful woman. So when I say um, a person presentation, if you pull up, let's say I want to hire, I'll take case in point, um, roof, I'll, roof. I'm having my roof done, right? So um, you pull up, you pull up to. Uh, my doorstep uh, my door for an estimate and you tell me you pull up with a pickup truck and it's falling apart this and that so <clears throat> uh and you tell me my price is let's say 5500 right mm-hmm. okay so now i have another brother pull up in his pickup Clean, spotless. These are two black businesses. Two black businesses. Mm-hmm. Clean, spotless, freaking, um, 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 what is that? Uh, wrapped with his company name on the side. Chrome wheels. Doesn't have to be. <laughs> um, but he pull up and he tells me a little more. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with the guy that tells me a little more just because of the presentation. Okay. You got those two same examples. Yeah. But you got a Mexican guy who come walking down the street and go, hey, I can do that roof for 3000 Or hey. <laughs> Wouldn't do it. Yes, you would. Wouldn't do it. Yes, you would. Yes, you would. Don't don't lie. Don't don't lie because Wouldn't you're do sitting it. up here doing it right now. Wouldn't do it. You would too. No. I would. I would not. Thank you for being honest. I would. I would not because God forbid that Mexican fall off that roof. Well, I don't know if I would with a roof. I mean, now, the same scenario, and you're talking about a deck. The two brothers came in, gave me the course of the deck, some fresh in the message was, yo, man, my boy's not that deck out of 2500 Where they at? Well, let me correct myself. Where they at? Certain <laughs> things, for being honest. Certain things you need, I need insurance. Yes, certain things. You know, I'm gonna want, so, I want to go insured, sure. I don't care if you show up in the, in the, the, the Nile of work, Commercial trucks, the shit is on hydraulics. Bugatti you know? pickup. Yeah, you know, like it's <laughs> hydraulic twenty eight rims. Told my Dex we is, you know, like nah, nah. If you ain't got no insurance to cover the loss that you you can incur working on my property or whatever, I don't care. You know, nah, you ain't you ain't see, you ain't see, the one for me. Everything like roofs, you gotta be licensed too. Well, that's what, what I'm saying. Because you're talking about a roof. This ain't just a small yes. odd job. You know what I'm saying? First and foremost. Once again, Jerry, mm-hmm. I know you shop in the hood. Look, because ain't no company or any company riding around <laughs> talking about decks we is. 
That is kind of a crutchy name. That is a hood name to the Dex folks. Dex Wiz? Yeah. I'm like, is you Dex? I, I like that. I like yes, that. we is. I like that. Either, I do like Dex Wiz. Either. Yo, write that down. Write that down. Yeah. Write that down. Yeah. Might have to start a business. Uh, uh, uh. Dex Wiz? Go Dex Wiz. Yeah. I'm about to say, uh, unless, unless you're from Willacoochee, Georgia. Oh, oh my God. ウィルフーチウィルクーチイズサムイズウィルフーチウィルクーチイズサムイズウィルフーチウィルクーチイズサムイズウィルフーチウィルクーチイズサムイズウィルフーチウィルクーチイズサムイズウィルクーチウィル
a, a person that never touched a, a, a performance car like that can get in that GTR and do the same thing you do as an expert and crash with the Porsche and crash exactly. not at all not you got another drive you can't have the car drive for you. You, you you can't take the humanity out of being human you have to get behind that wheel you have to know how to drive a car you gotta want to drive too if you don't want to drive, don't drive Uber. Then, you know, but but the, and also let's let's stay with the pros because mm-hmm. I see a lot of cons in that one. Let's let's go with the pros, Jerry. Jerry, what you think? Is it too much technology? No, the the techno babble. I mean, I think technology, and I agree with Brian on a, on a large extent, like. Right now, technology is a lot, is taking a lot of like for jobs, so to speak. It's just taking a lot of the job out, you know, like the human from the jobs. So technology is good. We still on a pro. Oh, we are on a pro. You know, I'm always negative. Man. <laughs> I know that's why I don't know why you. Technology you, has its place. Thank you for information you're gathering. It's done wonders in the medical field with the with the way they can do like these remote surgeries now. So the patient didn't have to be like transported, you know, fifteen hundred miles to get to this doctor that specializes in this procedure that they need done. So it does have its place, but just like the human nature, we O D on shit. And to the point where now people are so heavily attached or addicted to this technology. Technology is almost making human beings obsolete. That, that I agree with. So like, because everything that like a human can do, they're trying to make, well, for lack of a better word, like a robot, or a machine, or a program, be able to do what that human can do. You know, technology sounds like all cons. Well, I turned into cons, but there's a lot of pros. I, I, I threw a pro in there. You threw a I, pro I started, in there. I started but, off with a pro. That was right. a big pro. Yeah, it was a big pro. Was a big I, pro. I, I didn't want to say. It. I'm glad you said it, but okay. But no, I'm somebody that feels that yeah, there's too techno- too much technology in the world. No, like I, I like I can see becoming a greater negative than a positive as time goes on. Believe me, no, I'm a fan of technology. Don't get me wrong, you know, with an engineering background or whatever, it's it's cool, you know. It, if it makes life easier, it makes life better. But when it starts doing things for you, so you don't have to focus on it, that's where I think technology turns into a negative but the pros like in driving Willie you know it's good to have a vehicle that will step on that brake harder than you step on it and it will let you know or keep you in the lines um, but it's also you need to know how to do that for yourself first so it shouldn't do it for you because you're on your phone looking at the next Twitter feed or whatnot. that's bad to me okay so <clears throat> I think the majority is we, so far, overall, is that we agree there's too much technology. Well, no, Willie likes technology. I know, Willie, okay. Willie, like, I like tech, there's a time, there's a place for technology, but I think the technology now is, like you said, Jerry, it, it's, it's too much. It's taken over for people where that, the biggest pandemic that's been going on for years is really evolving even more. And I'm not talking about Corona. I'm talking about laziness has taken over because now you don't got to get off your couch. 
Yes. You can basically either, you know, hey, Alexa, you know, you can say this, you can say that. What happened to the times when you can yell upstairs and tell your kid, come here for a minute. Go on there and turn the turn the TV <laughs> <laughs> so they can get the exercise. You can't even do that. Pass me that. Come here for a minute. Pass me that soda, that bottle of water. Pass me that clicker. Exactly. <laughs> you didn't even do that. The kids was active then. Kids now is with so much technology now. Kids don't even go outside. You know, people don't even don't leave their house. You don't even gotta leave your house for anything anymore. You can with so with the technology now, you can order your food. Yes. You, they can go shopping for you. Mm-hmm. You can order your clothes. You got stores that's closing. People are losing jobs. So with so much technology, what is it for the next generation? Because they are they are minimizing more and more jobs, to where you're gonna have a overwhelming amount of people fighting to get into certain fields. Well, you're going to get paid back to minimum wage yeah. with a bachelor's degree. The red line and employment opportunities. Absolutely. Agreed. So not only is technology eliminating jobs, but it's also helping eliminate education. Because, well, education came first. They promote education to minimize it. Because no one wants to pay you what you're worth when you're going to school. Unless you got the homeboy or family hookup. You're going through these jobs. That's how I see technology. I, um, for technology, um, pro for me is take this pandemic that happened. Um, these kids had to learn online, Mm -hmm. take classes online Mm -hmm. and, and everything. Um, without that, what would we have done? It is my question. What, read, a, what, read a book? What we have done? Read an encyclopedia or something? See, I'm glad you said that. Because that is the biggest part of the the laziness disease that's out here that has trampled this country. Is we forget learning starts at home first. So whether or not your kid is in school, you are their teacher first. Not some teacher they see for six hours out the day. So if they can't go to school, it's on you as a parent to educate your kid. We don't want to, there's a lot of people out here that don't want to do that no more. And this pan- pandemic showed it that they're ready uh, to throw their kids out uh, to the wolves just to, just to open up school no, <laughs> because no. they don't want to deal with their kids. That's true in some cases. but In a lot of cases. But how does a person that work full-time job, um, some of them work two full-time jobs, mm-hmm. How does that person teach their kid when they have to keep roof over their head and keep food in the house? How does a person who had two jobs that was a single parent or when both parents, they made a way? That's how you do it. You make a way. It's your responsibility as a parent to make sure you parent your kid. And I think so much technology and so much things out here has taken that away because we become reliant on something else to do our job. Well, I, I, I'm sorry. I just believe that. I, I, th- I think we digress a bit no. as far as... First, everybody can't teach. Teaching is actually a skill. You know, you 
I can teach my niece, you know, one, two, three, four, five. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to teaching fractions and things like that, like, I know my limits, you know, and then most, most parents ain't going to be able to teach social studies, go through a curriculum. Um, so the pandemic does represent uh, a dynamic that we nobody has been through in, like, you know, over 100 years kind of thing. So... You know, I, I think we're we're out of the the lines as far as the pandemic is concerned. But there's nothing wrong with reading the book. Like technology allows people, you know, these kids now they on this iPhone, whatever. They just they learn it by a screen. And I I grew up where there was an encyclopedia, you know, Britannica. You know, we had to do reports. I didn't Google stuff. I I went to my Britannica. I was fortunate to have one. But if I didn't. I'll go to the library, go research some stuff, make some photocopies, plagiarize, you know. You found, you know. A, way, you found a way to get <laughs> it done. You found a way to get it done. Because you know. back then we had no choice because there, no, there was no internet. Yeah, exactly. You had to learn. So now, we had to figure out how to, how to educate ourselves. But now, like I said, with the technologies here, to, to Bruce's point, we're saying the lazy factor is, a, is an element of it mm-hmm. because it made it convenient to now not, not have to go to the library or not have to keep that 12, 27 volume Encyclopedia Britannica somewhere in your house. Now it's just a matter of having a laptop. Mm-hmm. Or, or your phone. You know, people that, because I know a mm-hmm. lot of people now don't even have computers because you can do everything on your phone you can do on a computer. So people, yep. some people don't even have computers anymore. Mm-hmm. I get it. But, like I said, if we ever were to, ever to lose that, then people act like, well, what do we do? Correct. How are we going to educate, how are we going to educate our youth if we don't have the internet? What do you mean? How, how did they do it before? We're talking about 30 years ago. How many libraries are still open? You think? You be mm-hmm. uh, I think a lot. Most of them. See, I'm, I'm see, saying like the, the thirty years ago, there were we were almost like well, fuck that. Thirty years ago, I was like fifteen. There was no internet. We had to do a book report. You had to do a term paper. You had to thumb through pages. You had to go to the library. You had to make photocopy. You had to take notes. <clears throat> it can be done. It's just that people are so used to not having to do that anymore mm-hmm. that if that gets taken away. Some people are like, oh my God, the sky's falling. No, it's not. We just gotta go back to doing what we used to do. Exactly, and and before we fell in love with this convenience of technology. Technology also has basically brought out a lot of things that people don't pay attention to, which is now these kids are so socially challenged because they're stuck in the house. With technology, you're not interacting with anyone. You're not. Basically going out, making friends. You're not going out, introducing yourself. Got to go out to do anything. Most of these kids out here, because of technology, don't know how to fill out a check. Don't know how to, you know, the simple things that you really need to do in everyday life to survive. I don't even know how to fill out a check. My point proven again. Wait a minute. You told me that like 15 years ago. Don't want it. 15 years ago, you still don't know how to write a check? Don't want to learn. You know how to swipe a card, right? That's it. Uh, See? That's... See, you got to know how to balance books. No, I, I, I balance it thing, but I don't. I never write checks. I've never written a check to this Sit. day. I've never written a check. I never written a check this day. Never. When you were twenty one, there was no pain online. I never wrote. Somebody a else check. wrote it for him. That's what it was. <laughs> Yo, I'm, but but still, no all, lie. Okay, but you as a social being, you basically went out and you had life experiences, and you learned different people. From making these trips to these places instead of just being to yourself. A lot of people now, why do you think um, um, 
mental health is such a big thing now. People are basically alone in their house because they just relying on technology. They make you're dating online. No one goes out and meet anybody anymore. No one basically goes out and doing it anymore. The worst thing they can do is make a bar where you can do it on, and I'm saying through technology. A cyber bar? Yes. They ever make a cyber bar? God yeah. damn. Write that down. Exactly. Yeah, that exactly. Down. Well, no, but what you're saying is right because social education is a real part of a child's development. Exactly. To That's know how true. to interact with people, to how That's to deal true. with people, to how to deal with rejection. I mean, yeah, that, that's, that's very a, being able to go out in the world and navigate through this, these, I don't know, how many hundreds of million people that are in this country alone, that's an education. Because we all recognize when somebody doesn't have that ability. Mm -hmm. So that, it's glaring. Especially somebody of, of a certain age. And most kids, this the newer generation, they are missing a lot of that. And the thing is with kids, usually that's when they're, that's when they're most interactive, is, is when they're kids. As adults, act, the interactive activity gets cut a little bit because we got so many other responsibilities that we have to take care of. We don't have the time to go out and socialize Correct. like we used to when we were younger. So you, you learn that education when you're young, but how to deal with people, how to interact with people. So by the time you're an adult, you, you know how to. But see, my opinion, just really, uh, <laughs> so uh, my opinion about this is um, there's pros and cons and everything. Mm -hmm. um, with Agreed. technology, like some some kids, um, especially in our era, growing up, mm -hmm. you know, we all gentlemen of a certain age. Um, in our era, like you said, there wasn't as much technology as there is now, um, so we were forced to not so much forced, but we chose to interact with other people. Go out, you had sports, no choice. You had, you that, had that no choice. To do. Right. What else were you right. gonna do? Right. So nowadays. Um, you're right about that. Uh, the kids don't know how to interact with other people because, but some of that is by choice too. Some kids don't want to go outside and play or, or do all that stuff uh, that we used to do. Yeah, they're always hurt. Yeah, they're not always by, hurt when we not, by, up. not because they don't have the They just don't want to do that. And um, a, a lot of this uh, technology, um, as for uh, children and, and adults, too, um, there are some jobs where, I'll be honest with you, some people just felt like that was beneath their pay grade. And now technology has taken over that job. So now it turns into, well, I could have did that. But when you had the opportunity to do it, you chose not to do it. So once again, that's another negative on technology. How's that negative? Because you just took away the option. But you chose to do it. You that's, chose not to do it. There's still an option. See, I, technology is good and bad. This is places for it, but I just think it's going a little too far with technology. And because of technology, social media has destroyed people. I agree with that. Yeah. Okay. This generation has come up now. Social media is a gift and a curse. It's a gift because they can use social media to start businesses, start their own thing, especially the YouTube channels and all this stuff, stuff like that. I salute these kids um, for doing that. That's 
being fearless and taking the leap of faith and going out there instead of following the mantra of go to school, get a job, and you work for somebody. They are basically owning their own, starting their own, taking the leap of faith, and going out there and making it. Hmm. That part of it is a good aspect of it. But when you get so intertwined with it to where you go into depression trying to keep up with the Joneses on people who are faking. That's the negative aspect of it. That's where it becomes too much. But again, that goes back to part of it is parenting. Yes. And which, again, parents don't want to do their jobs. They don't regulate it. A parent now from... (laughs) I see parents now from a kid that's one year old that's able to hold a bottle is holding a cell phone. Yeah, I've seen that. And they are operating that phone just as well as if, you know, you thought that but, that kid been here before. Hold on. But at the same time, that parent would get on here and tell you that homeschooling is a bad idea. <laughs> because they can't, they not, they shouldn't be expected to sit there and focus for this amount of time. Mm-hmm. But if they not sitting in front of the camera or sitting in front of the TV, homeschooling, what are they doing? On the tablet or on the video game or on their phone would they focus on something that they want to do? True. This is true. So it has its, its good points and bad points. But the technology now to where, like you said, like Brian, you said earlier, it is eliminating jobs. It's it's taking away, not well, not blue collar, I don't consider blue collar jobs, but jobs, it's, it's to the point where it's taking away jobs to where there are no more teenage jobs. Yeah, I was going to. There are adults in teenage jobs. And the thing is, it's, because people say, oh, well, technology is changing and it's creating new jobs, you know, it's taking away other jobs, which is almost like BS because it's one industry taking away jobs from multiple industries. Right. So when they say, oh, but it's creating other jobs, like, well, look, everybody can't be in the, in the, in the technology world. Everybody can't be in the, in the IT world. You know, when you're shutting down this industry, shutting down this industry, shutting down that industry, shutting down that industry, and then say, well, we got jobs over here, that, that's one industry. Yeah. I, I everybody everybody can't work in that, in that one industry. Mm-hmm. I still need a good cashier. You know, like I, I validate do that I, experience. I do do I need a good cashier? How many times when? have you did your self checkout, and then that red light blinks on, and then you're there waiting for somebody to come, put their code in to push it through or. Oh. Check your ID because you bought some. This guy always got a horror story. I agree. <laughs> no matter what, no doubt. we're talking about, he's got a horror story. It's true. It's for whatever true. we're talking about, no doubt. He's been through it the worst. Like it just, just no matter no what, this guy's always gotten the shit end of the stick. Mm-hmm. You know? No <laughs> doubt, Jerry. Never a sunny day. Never a sunny day. How many times have you been in that same grocery store and there's supposed to be four cashiers, there's two, and the line has twenty people in each well, line? That's where it's the worst. That's when it's the worst. You know, like, uh, I'm tired of going to a bank on a Friday during lunchtime. And That's your first mistake. Well, you know, some, you know, I, you know sometimes it, it, it's like that. You know, I just need to cash a check or move some money real quick. 
so it counts for that day. And I got somebody asking me, what can I help you with? I'm like, you can help me by being behind the teller because you got one person working and there's 40 people here. Friday's the busiest day. I don't need you out here asking questions. They should have got direct deposit. (laughs) (laughs) Technology. (laughs) You know, you got to... Could have got an online bank and then moved that money over. Well, but then there's limits to that. You can't do it all. You can't do that unlimited yeah, amount of time. There's only a certain amount of money you can mm-hmm. take out, withdraw, or there's only limited to what you can do with the ATM. At some point, you got to go to the teller. Like an ATM, depending on ATM, will only let you take out a certain amount of money for that day out of your account. We you can go to the teller, and you can take out as much as you want. Well, damn near all, not all of it, because then. You know, but I'm saying you can take out more from a teller than you can from the ATM. This is true. Okay, true. I, I'm gonna take technology to a to a, a different place. Porn. Te- no. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> technology. Need more of it. Technology God, has made it possible. Have made it possible for you to be tracked every minute of your day. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's a con. So, they don't need to insert the chip. No, it's already there. People who thought about the chip, that's just stupid. I know, but still and all. But people still do talk about, oh, you know, some people think the the, 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 the goddamn coronavirus vaccine is the chip. It's a chip, yeah, it's, it's, it's retarded. I mean, Actually, they, there's a lot of people that believe that. I well, know the, it the is. The dumb thing but, is, that if they were going to chip us up, they're not waiting for a global pandemic to do it. If they were to chip it up, you probably got chipped up 10 years ago and didn't even realize it. Let me tell you something. Carrying you your, got your booster shot is your chip. Or you got but, your tetanus shot. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, or when they drew blood. You got chipped up years everybody ago. Everybody has a cell phone. So when technology becomes to the point of they can track you from the time you wake up, hell, you can... You, we had this conversation. We bring up certain things. Every single one of us can go on our phone and I guarantee it. There's, a, mm-hmm. there's an ad... For something we bought up yep. on your Facebook account or your Twitter or Instagram or you may even get it in the email. Bro, no bullshit. Even a partner working like two weeks ago. You're driving through the city and for whatever reason we got on the, the subject of jewelry. Right? Talking about diamonds in particular. And we're talking whatever. And I'm using my GPS to get to whatever location we got to go to. So I look down at my GPS. All of a sudden... They've notified five different jewelry stores on the course we're traveling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Technology. It's pop- I'm looking at them like, yo, I wanted to throw the phone out the window. <laughs> like, look, we just had a conversation about jewelry. I look at my GPS, and all of a sudden, I was, just had five different jewelry stores Big. On, on the course we're going to. I'm like, Big. how the fuck did that happen? Big Brother's always Listen. listening. Listen. They turned it off. Either. But they're not paying attention, because we were not talking about buying jewelry. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Big Brother's always but I, listening. But that was crazy. I mean, minutes after we had the conversation, there's five... Marks on my GPS about jewelry stores and, my, and the immediate area that we're in. That's invasion privacy. <laughs> <laughs> Regardless, that's an invasion of privacy. I, I, don't, like I don't like it. <laughs> Pros and cons to everything, man. Listen, man. But you know, what I'm saying just to, just to just to wrap it up. Um, technology. Wrap it up. Did, already. Yeah. We, we, for, for this topic because we're going to just keep oh, okay. read uh, what's the name um, go ahead you about to say something no I'm saying the experts you know time is irrelevant for the experts oh, good or nothing 
Well, that's a nice plug, though. That's a nice plug. I like that. Time is irrelevant. Personal experts. Just, just the fact that he threw the name out there. That was, that was a good plug. I'm just trying. Uh, yeah, that uh, was a. What did he say? He said experts what? On nothing. All right. Of whatever he said. But, on of. Well, I'm. Same I'm not trying to end this segment or anything. I just um. Like I said, it seems like I'm the only one that's for technology. So. Um, no. It has its place, but the the. Feel, the way it's taking over society, and the way, like I said, Bruce said before, to use the right word, the way we're so dependent on technology now, to the point where if it was taken away, people would like they would start jumping out the window because they wouldn't know what the fuck to do. But see, and you're talking about, and you're talking about, not even just like the 15 year olds or the 20 year old that grew up with it, well, people that our age, that knew life before technology, would jump out the freaking window if they all of a sudden woke up tomorrow and there was no technology. Hmm. They wouldn't be able to handle life without technology. I mean, it's, it's, the hold that it has in society is it's almost scary. I'll say this. This is just my opinion. Um, technology has a place in everything. At the same time, it's how you use it. Um, not everybody depends on, like you said, it's all around you. You can't, you can't ever change it or stop it, but it's how you use it. Um, take Jerry case, for instance. Um, with this supermarket. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. When I go in the supermarket, I look at the teller. Uh, I mean, the grocery Cash, person. Cashier. Have you one cashier? I'm sorry. Uh, who has 20 people in the line with grocery carts full of food, whatever. So now I got to wait in that line when I could jump over here to this self-checkout. And I'm out in five minutes. Well, yeah. wait, what are you going to do? I wait in the line. Well, no, if you got a bag of Cheerios, I mean, you don't want to wait in the line for I wait in the line. 20, you know. Oh, hold on, but they still had their express lines. For the yeah. people who didn't have the carts. They took well, away their express well, I, lines. No, they still got it. But my thing nah, is that every time it. you... <laughs> Ain't nobody ever... The cashier is never <laughs> next. Every line. time you use the self-checkout, you're jeopardizing somebody's job. Well... Like, even with Easy Pass. I mean, now they make it impossible I to mean, not have Easy Pass because, you know, you, you go to a, the toll booth, they got 20 booths, and only one of them got cash. Okay. Easy Pass. But Easy Pass eliminated jobs. Right, right. You know how it's too much technology? How? If they shut down the internet right now, people are done. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be real tough. A lot of things Done. wouldn't work. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I agree. I'll be alright for that's, the most part. That's why it's too much technology. I'll be I'll be alright for the most part. People don't realize. But you can adapt. What, then you can adapt before the technology. That's like. You know what I'm saying? If you didn't have it, then you you can adapt. If you ain't got internet, everything now is ran off internet. That's true. Some people people some people can't get in their houses now mm-hmm. if the internet go down because 100%. of technology. Yeah, so, smart homes. Exactly. So that's that. it's a complete indication of. Too much technology, like like going through a blackout. All of a sudden, people don't know what to do during a blackout. I say blackout pissed me off because then there's no TV. <laughs> but then you know, eventually, if you ain't got no power for like, you know, three four days. All of a sudden, you see kids outside they during adapt. the daylight playing stickball, having fun. People outside talking to their neighbor. They adapt. You know, I'm down. But for how long? Until the power's back. <laughs> <laughs> How long until it gets primal? Yes. Long as, long as there's food, it won't get primal. For you. 
No, no, I'm saying in general. Listen. For human species, as long, long as it's still able to get food, like, when food starts running short, that's when human beings will go resort back to being primal. Okay. Everything power, you could, you could deal with the power being out. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're not still living somewhere where it's extremely cold, where you need that heat, right. or somewhere where it's extremely hot, we need an AC. Although people, human beings, found a way to live in those areas without heat and AC. But you start going to the store and they know, they know food. People's hungry. The ribs is touching. <laughs> let me. That's when, the, that's when the guns come let, out. Let, me, ask, let me ask all y'all a question. Just how many of you guys have Easy Pass? Damn right, I got Easy Pass. Who doesn't? Technology. I have it. Once again, uh, hit me out. I have it neglectfully. I said there is a. There I know, is, no, there's a reason why I have it, but it's not because I wanted it. Easy Pass, I have Easy Pass. Some technology, I'm, like I said, there are certain things. Yes, I do agree. I didn't say it shouldn't be no technology. I said there is too much technology. So you want to limit the technology? I want to. Look, the technology should be used for appropriate things. For example, you can make a smart home, but you can't make a battery for solar panels. It defeats the whole purpose of solar panels. Exactly. No, it doesn't. Because if you had the battery for solar panels. Are you panels, talking like a collection? Okay. Yes. That's what you're talking about. Yes. Because that's because the technology for solar panels to me don't make sense for the person who had the solar panels. If you have solar panels collect the energy for the grid. For the grid. Not for you. Yeah, no, it was never for you. But that's the thing. If you gonna put solar panels on my house, then and if there's a blackout, I should be as long as the sun is up, I should have power. Well, technically everybody has solar panels on their house. Mm-hmm. I mean everybody. Then there shouldn't be a blackout. Because the energy those solar panels are collecting should be able to almost act like your backup generator to said area. Should. But there's a lot of people out here have solar panels. And they are blackouts all the time. Because not everybody has them. There's a lot of people out here who have them. Because not everybody has oh, them. Oh, no. Even if everybody has them, there should not be... If, if It shouldn't matter if everybody has them or not. Because before solar panels... If you take 100 people off a solar panel, that's 100 people off the grid. That's the, the it's not being used. So that should be able for other people to use more, which should also alleviate the pressures on that grid. Nah, that's just... No, totally. it, it doesn't work like that. You're not off it, the grid. It doesn't, it doesn't work okay. like that. Okay, that's going into whatever, that's being yeah. fed off the system. Right. Well, I'm saying okay. you can't transfer energy. Like if these 100 people off the grid, mm-hmm. so if these 100 people lose power, we can just transfer the power. No, to I'm not saying that. Like that. I'm saying if you collect the energy off of me and it's going through me, back into the grid, as long as the sun is up, the energy still should be going through me, which should power my home. And someone to go back into the And, and, and no, then whatever to, I'm not using. Dude, our solar power is supposed to get like price cuts on their energy bill and shit like that, right? For the contribution to it. Because the solar panel is about the collective. It's not about the individual household. But that's that's my point. You are the collective. You shouldn't have a bill at all. You they should be paying you. They, well, saying, but those they solar panels aren't powering your house. They're not wired to do that. Mm-mm. Well, that's that's because they, the powers that be don't want you. Correct. I'm not saying it couldn't be. Correct. I'm not saying it couldn't be wired to do that, but I'm saying they're not wired to do that. You can wire it. He's yeah. he's 100 correct when he says yes, you can wire it, 
to store the power no, in a yeah, battery. You can, but I'm just saying solar power they are right now, that's not no. what they're there for. That's not their purpose. No. You know it's not you don't get solar power on your house to power your house. That's not why you get them on your house. So what's the benefit of having on your house? Because it's supposed to be for the collective. It's supposed to be storing energy for, they, for they that guy. They've got solar panel fields all over the place. It gives you a cut. It gives you a cut in the price yeah. they're charging you for your power usage. Um, like, say, I'm just throwing numbers out okay. there. Um, let's say you use 100 gigawatts, right? Without solar panel, right? So you hook up some solar panels and everything. You drop from 100 gigawatts to, let's just say, half. 50. They can't charge you what they're charging you for that 100 gigawatts. Now, they have to charge you accordingly. Yeah, so now, some dis- those will be a yeah, financial benefit get, to yeah, having you get you get you get uh, um, go ahead. discounted rate um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for your price of use power usage. Okay, is that, is that not true? That is true. true. But my thing is this. If I got solar panels, especially now in the summertime, the sun is up to like nine o'clock at night, and it's up. I mean, the sun is yeah, it comes up maybe about five thirty, mm-hmm. and it's up until nine o'clock at night. They are collecting more than you saying that I'm using. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So why am I getting a discount? I shouldn't have to pay nothing. For saying for the people that have them. Right. No. Well, it's exactly. It's it's a political. It's political. It's the fact that. We got like one or two utility companies that are providing that service. Correct. They double dipping. Yeah. Well, of course yeah, they are. It's a double dip. You can't get off the grid. If you're still paying, even if you can buy the batteries, if you want, it's going to cost a lot because they were trying to make it cost prohibitive. Correct. For you to do so. And when you going to store them? So batteries ain't. I was. Listen, I watch these shows on HGTV mm-hmm. when they're talking about building off the grid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those Belgium batteries are not that big. Yeah. And they sit up here and there's no, they get the batteries and they power up their home and everything and the battery charge and it gives them their power through the night and during the day, the panels and stuff, collect the energy to go through the power of their home and everything and stuff like that. If they really want to do it, that's the way it should be done. But instead, they want to double dip. And sit up here going, well, we giving you a core savings and the state is going to give you a, a, a break on your taxes because you're doing this, this, and that. Well, but they're still getting your money back because you're paying for the battles. Eventually, it's, it's going to get to that because they want to get away from the current way we, we power things. Well, they want to make more money off the current. Correct. So the moment solar and, you know, wind becomes the, the power, like... The main power source. Well, dollar per kilowatt or whatever is cheaper than burning a, a piece of coal or whatnot. They're going to do it. The reason why they won't go through this wind-powered energy is because of the simple fact of the matter is they can brand it as new and they can make cost prohibited for some people to make it to make you pay more. And I look at it as the way they built neighborhoods. The benefit of you, the cost is cheaper for someone who lives in the hood. They put stuff in place. They put people on top of each other and go, well, this is why you pay so little. It's because you got 
for every square mile, there's a hundred people on top of you, and there's a store here, there's a bodega here, there's a liquor store liquor here, store, and, and there's gonna, gonna be violence, and there's gonna be drugs, there's gonna be all the negative aspects of it. And, and then they spot. go to the suburbs, and they put none of those things there, and they have the police police differently, and they go, we charge you more, because you don't have to deal with the stuff that's happening over here. But every neighborhood, every sub suburb is always close to a hood. And that is designed intentionally to basically get people to pay more. <laughs> to have people feel that they are in a certain status or make them feel better than others. And I ha- that's how I feel about... Or safer. Safer. Was, that's a basically an aspect of it. Of That's all intentional. Well, safer and also the, the dream of owning your own. That's all intentional. For you to pay more. <laughs> The, the whole point for you to pay more is to go, you're safer here. Mm-hmm. You don't have to deal with the stuff over here because that's that's intentionally. Those stuff that's in place in the hoods are intentionally put there. Like now, the hood never had as much cocaine and pills and stuff like that as they, as they do now. That all, all that stuff was price prohibitive. Now, to keep people there and keep them out the suburbs because it, it was a... Not too long ago, it was a problem. You had Chris Christie out here. They had to twist Donald Trump arm. They're talking about it's a problem. The opioid problem. I haven't heard of opioid problem in a year and a half now because they, they redirected all those pills into the hood. Now these young kids out here popping pills and drinking Henny, committing all types of drama and, and, and everything that's going on, and they coming right back to the suburbs going, see? This is why we got to raise your taxes, and this is why you got to pay more. We're we trying to keep this from you. That's intentionally done. There's still cocaine in the hood? Oh, yes. Absolutely. It's not crack. What is crack? Crack is cocaine cooked, Co- you know, with like <laughs> a tablespoon of... Crack <laughs> is the disenfranchised people's cocaine. Exactly. Cocaine Co- was an expensive drug. Exactly. The urban people, the low-income people couldn't afford cocaine. Somebody craftily figured out that if you cook the shit up and rock it, you can sell it for cheaper. It's way more addictive, and we can get that hood money. Exactly. Because back then, the thing was hood. You just Some people getting the heroin, but that was still expensive. And then bring everybody smoking weed, because that's always been the cheap drug. Mm-hmm. Is that what a trap queen is? Is that what I, Oh my god. That's anyway, completely I got a question. I got a question. Different. But that's a, I, 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 I equate the solar panels to that. All this came from technology. technology. Yes. <laughs> Easy pass. Yes, part of technology. But, 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 about technology. I know, technology. I know. But you brought up uh something that uh I, I just wanted to touch on real mm-hmm. quick. Um the hood versus the sub the hood and the suburb. Mm-hmm. So in the hood, you said <clears throat> That's where all your stores, you know, uh, 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 mom and pop stores, all this stuff is. Correct? Mm-hmm. Um, even the grocery stores. Mm-hmm. Or the hood. So the suburbs mm-hmm. have to travel to the hood. No. So they have their own right. grocery stores mm-hmm. and stuff. And I'm just asking because how, how, is, how is it that uh, the suburb, the hood, they travel, they'll travel to the suburbs suburbs to pick up groceries and stuff 
Um, but the hood is cheaper. The grocery store is actually cheaper mm-hmm. in the hood. Mm-hmm. But they'll travel out of the hood and go pick up. I don't. I don't. The, I don't know too many people who live in the suburbs travel to the hood to go grocery shopping. Exactly. I was just about to say that yeah. because there are some. There, the, the, and those are people who still have hood tendencies or, but, or, or, or hood origins. Right. Hey. But a lot of people, a lot of people from the suburbs, especially if they've been suburbanized all their life, ain't running the risk of going to the hood to get cheaper groceries. Besides, and there are also a lot of people in the suburbs, are in the suburbs because they can afford to be in the suburbs, right. so they go to the suburban stores. So. They, since, they don't have to go to the hood. Since this conversation twists. Okay. Yeah, we we okay. went off the highway. Exactly. Sorry. No, but that's a good question you asked because my response to that is when immigrants come into the country and they get grants to start businesses and stuff like that, where do they start those businesses at? In the hood. How is it that every, if you go in the hood Cheaper in one rent. square block, there's about three to four corner stores. How old are them making money? Cheaper rent. It's not just cheaper rent. No, because there's that many people out there. Correct. Mm. So mm-hmm. if you continue to basically make stuff convenient, because that's what the hood is, conveniency. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You don't have to go anything and stuff like that. Everything's convenient. Everything's blocked two blocks away, tops. Uh, uh, yeah. So, and then you have the police, police harder. What do you think is going to happen? That's all by design. When it is called urban exactly. design. It's when by design. That's you on our trip. It's food deserts and stuff like that. Like, Yeah, we spoke about that. Exactly. So if you go into a, a high-end, a supposedly high-end neighborhood, okay, you don't see a chicken spot. Mm-mm. No, it's a Chick-fil-A. Mm-hmm. Okay. You don't see a barbershop on every other block. No, it's a salon. Or a spa. Mm-hmm. Or sport clips. It's 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 repackaged and delivered, as you said, presentation. Yeah, exactly. The presentation is repackaged <clears throat> and and, de- and delivered to you differently to have you feel that you in a higher class. You're better than. So for you to feel higher than and better than, we need to charge you more. Doesn't mean that it's better. It's just no. better. Just but that's the feeling that they have people with. That's how they catch you. Exactly. I fell for it. I was in the hood then all my life before I was in the country. And I let you niggas get me out the hood and get me thinking. They're coming to this coming to the suburbs what was a better place for me. Take that, take that. Exactly. That was a jab. But still in all, <laughs> but still in all, but that's what it is. For not, for not all, for, what it is because that is what it because, is because because when you move to the suburbs, mm-hmm. you're not living on top of people, right? You have your own space, mm-hmm. you have your own property, mm-hmm. you can make money off said property. You make more money in the hood on property. If you buy property in the hood, but I'm saying most people in the hood are like in an apartment renting. So mm-hmm. not, then they can't make money off that apartment. They can't <clears> sell an apartment. They can't do whatever you want to do to that apartment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's restrictions. If you use technology, you have, Airbnb, you, have, you can. You have less restrictions <laughs> when, when you own your own. Right. When you own a house, 
you buy it, you just sit on it. And over time, real estate goes up, so you can sell it for a profit. Right. Or you buy it, renovate the shit out of it, and then sell it for even greater profit. You can't do that in these urban areas if you're renting. If you're renting, no. But if you own it, you can. If you own, I mean, there's, when you go to the, some of us, well, depending on what hood you're talking about, because there's some hoods that are hood, mm-hmm. but it's actually homes. Mm-hmm. And other hoods that are hoods, and it's the concrete jungle, which is apartment building after apartment building after apartment building after apartment building, where everybody's renting. Right. But that's all, like I said, that's all by design. Mm-hmm. It's designed to, it's designed, and, but, that. and that's all, and that's only in major cities. Mm. Because if you go outside of a major city, you go to a hood, you're looking like, this ain't no goddamn hood. Until you stay there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then so. you just feel like, yo, <laughs> I'm in a shooting my movie in this spot, but it looks so nice. <laughs> South Carolina. Well, don't got to be dirty to be grimy. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. but <clears throat> society have people... Dang, they dangled the carrot of what they perceive everyone to believe what is success is. And they have you chase a status to make you feel more superior. That's how it works. So people end up paying more. They have they give you a false sense of security. That you false know false security, yeah. Because yeah. I, I live in the suburbs, I don't feel superior to somebody that's in the hood. So a lot of people do. I know I don't have as many concerns as people do in the hood. Mm-hmm. I know odds are when I come out of my house, I'm not going to get carjacked. Or when I come out of my house, my, odds are when I come out of my house to go to wherever I'm going to go, my car is going to be there. Mm-hmm. Not gonna, not the odds much less that it's going to be stolen, broken into. I see it, Jerry. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say it for you. There's no better security than hood security. <laughs> Sorry, There's I disagree. No better security with that. than hood security. <clears throat> I disagree with that. that. That's the bold face lie. Yeah, I don't agree with that statement. How many people how many people got shot in Newark this past weekend that got shot in Bridgewater? That wasn't security. What do you mean that wasn't security? No, that was that's I'm a different about, security. I'm talking about like my car being See? Safe. <laughs> my twenty six rims, twenty six inch rims being secure. So you're saying your five hundred SL Mercedes Benz is just as safe on Eighteenth Street, Newark, than it is on some suburban street in Chester, New Jersey. In front of your house. In what? Chester, New Jersey. Now I'm talking about I'm, I'm going from the hood it's, to high society. Depends on my So you tell me your five hundred SL Everybody don't have an affiliation to it. If, if I'm if I'm part of one of them shoot 'em up, bang bang crews, yeah. If you can't touch my stuff. Yeah, but 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 to say it in high society, you don't have to be part of one of them shoot 'em up, bang bang crews, and your car still not gonna mess with most likely. And then in the in the high society, you got a whole bunch of Karens. Yeah. That are that are waiting to call the police. Exactly. If they see if they see something funny going on in their neighborhood. What's going indeed. on you? True indeed. Stepping in your own car. Ladies and gentlemen, you can tell who lived in the hood and who didn't. <laughs> right now. <laughs> no, I could talk about both. Did I live in the hood? Exactly. No, I didn't live in the hood. Exactly. And you're not gonna suburb shame me either. Exactly. I'm, I'm gonna feel shame because I didn't grow up in the hood. I'm not ashamed either. But not everybody in my family grew up in the suburbs. So there are definitely, definitely members of my family that still live in the hood. 
I'm not, I'm not trying to suburban shame you. This, this is you trying, trying to suburban shame me. I'm not trying to suburban shame suburban shame me. Us. Hey, us. You ain't going to suburban shame us. The problem is... You suburban-ish. You suburban-ish. Some of us. Some of us don't know they know it. Bruce, you suburban adjacent. Hey, hey. You you on that you on that border of you right on the cusp. You like two blocks from being hood. I know my faults and I love every minute. This is the thing about me. You know, can I run both sides of the table? Yeah, a little here, a little there. Depends on how I feel that day. But at the end of the day, I do agree with some of the statements that you gentlemen made. I do agree with um. Suburban security, <laughs> a little bit. Uh, whereas, yes, I could walk outside, i.e., Jerry, mm-hmm. with my 26 inch wheels and not worry about I'm gonna get shot walking outside to go to work today. That's why I take my shit. <clears throat> or I'm gonna walk outside and find my truck on bricks. Man, that, that hasn't happened since like 86. What to say. <laughs> <laughs> You know, since uh, above the rim. Yeah, because now they, now they just take the whole car. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They take the whole car now. They leave no bricks. They're like, wait a minute. We, we leaving a lot of money on the table here if we just take these damn wheels. Exactly. We take the whole truck. We leave no money on the table. See, I'm, I'm going to make a statement and I'm going to wrap this up. Mm. The hood is the reason why we need to support black business. Who's the reason why? Yes, let me explain. Most black businesses, startup black business, it happened in the hood. If we're recycling the black dollars and not allowing other people to come in and run our neighborhoods and support our own neighborhoods and take care of our own, it would force them, it would force people to treat the area differently. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Agree. By at each other's throat, not supporting, not having the backing, allows the powers that be or the people, our so-called elected officials, to continue to divide and conquer and, 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 you know, eliminate certain stigmas. I had a, if you ask most people who live in the hood, they tell you it's the best experience of their life. They wouldn't trade it. I've heard a lot of people say that. And the reason why they won't, they wouldn't trade it is because of the fact that they're not knowing what's on the other side is a lot better than what they have. Walking outside and you open your door and, you know, we in this, you social is better because only how you know differently is somebody else that come into the neighborhood to show you something different. And then you look at them like, who this dude think he is? Mm-hmm. He want to act like he better than us. But if it was a more close knit um, community, I can't help it. I got the guns, bro. What <laughs> 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 little they are. Wow. <laughs> um, the hood is a more quit, a more close knit community than the suburb than the suburban community. A lot of suburban communities. I don't want to say all because there are some suburban communities that are very tight. But the hood, if you on in a, on a really good hood community block, there's no one going to come in oh, and yeah. disrupt anything. That's where that term knows no security better than hood security. 
because there's always somebody outside looking. There's always somebody outside basically sitting up here, you know. Um, each one, as you say, each one tees one. The block, is, it don't take the parent, take the block to raise the child. The block I grew up on, I couldn't do a goddamn thing without somebody around there going, going to go tell my parents. Or they may have disciplined me and then went and told my parents why they disciplined me. Those things are gone. Society itself allowed black people allowed society to take that away. You can't go to your neighbor now in the black community and discipline or tell your neighbor this what happened. I was looking out for your kid because they was doing this without getting your head chopped off or anything and stuff like that. They just figure out more ways to continue to separate. Separate and segregate. Exactly. Now, you walk down the black community and you go through the neighborhoods, you see there's not only two stores on the corner, there's two on every corner. <laughs> and they like cross the street from each other. In a barbershop, in a liquor store. Exactly. So, how could you have four bodegas, three barbershops, a church, and two liquor stores? In a two block radius. Not even two blocks. Same block. Same block. <laughs> Same block. Well, no, he's right. You've been working in the city. Yeah. Then yeah. You, you took a, a, a block. Exactly. Like a square. There's a bodega on every corner. Every corner. Every, yeah. This one, that one, that one, that one. I know. There's and then if it's not, corner. then you got, four, got shit in between. Then you got four bodegas and a 99 cent store. In between. <laughs> exactly. So, it's, it is conveniently placed to continue to put people there to be at each other's throats. You're never going to eliminate the crab in the barrel mentality unless you continue to support each other. Without supporting each other, it's going to con- well, continue. Let me, let me flip the other side of the coin. Flip that. Um, I see that it was it's a it's a strategy. <clears throat> To keep black people out of each other's throats, out on throats. Mm-hmm. What well, do black people say? We ain't doing that no more. On a large scale, mm-hmm. because the the, the the resolutions you just stated is going to take ultimately a change in the point of view of the people in that community, all of them, not just not just some. Correct. All of them, because there's, there's some people in there, in that community, doing what they do, are going to fight that change. Mm-hmm. Or, or fight that evolution. And I think that's, sometimes that's more the, the core of the problem. It's not the way the neighborhoods are strategically built, the stores are in place, or whatever, but it's trying to change the point of view of the people in that community. You, you a thousand percent and, and, and correct. Wanting, and wanting them to say, we want to live different. <clears throat> you're you're a thousand percent correct. Part of the problem, and this one, I go back again, the holding the black the black business owner accountable, because when you do have a black owner of a store, they usually have shit in there. Well, if they have stuff in there, the shit's stale. Mm-hmm. They want to charge you more. Mm-hmm. They want to do this. They want to do that. You like, bro? I can go next door to Poppy and get this stuff, get this for whatever, and. 
well, well go ahead then, you know, this, this, and that. And then, you know. Now they mad. Exactly. You got to understand, it's not, this is your business. You're supposed to cater to your customers. The customer's not supposed to cater to you. And this is where, when I said earlier, black business owners don't learn the business aspect of running the business. They just want to have a business. And they, and they continue to push the same thing is you can't support black business because they're unreliable or they this and or they that. Not all, because there's a lot of black on black business owners that's out here striving. But the black business owners that are in the black community on the ground floors need to basically step it up and the people in the community need to support them. And you're right, and if, if those black businesses in that community I say not all of them, but the ones that mm-hmm. fall in comparison would present a better opportunity. Mm-hmm. But people support that. Peace. Because like I said, because a lot of times you said we just said we go to the black store, shit is stale, shells aren't properly stocked, the attitude is bad, and what do they go to Poppy? Well now we're seeing in the city a lot of these bodegas are ran by um Middle Eastern, because I'm not necessarily mm-hmm. they're all Muslim, but mm-hmm. you go to a lot of these bodegas Indian now. Descent. They're run by, by Middle Easterns. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is, from the outside, it looked like a hole in the wall. Mm-hmm. And you walk in, and like... Presentation. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. They got the fucking... LEDs. The 20-inch screen monitors <laughs> with the with the menus on the thing. and mm-hmm. Like, everything is stacked up nice and neat. They got the, 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 the salad stuff over here. They got the grill going. I'm like, damn. Oh, all about... They like, pre- look like this from, from the outside. Presentation. But I mean, now you go to there and and the food is good. Well, the food is just always good in the hood, though. Exactly. But, but the food is good. But 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 you're right. Um, because what happens is people start making choices. Going there and deal with Henry and his bad attitude. Ain't or, got nothing on the or, or, shelf. Ain't got nothing on the shelf. Or you go to the other spot, right down the block. Everything there. I walk a hundred feet, and then there's another spot right over here. All right, man, we're going to end this on that note right there. It's going to be part one of the topic because I really think we need to expound on um, this whole black business own, um, black business ownership and how it can really um, build up the black community. So thank you all for joining us on, listen, we're experts of nothing. I'm Bruce. This is Willie. G, man. Brian, a.k.a. B. And we'll holler back at y'all next time. Catch us up real close. We're going to drop part two of this real soon. Thank you.